This is the Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Julie shares uncommon wisdom on feminine ways of becoming fully resourced so you can help save our beautiful planet. Listen in if you want to heal your money story and do your part to birth a planet-forward consciousness. So welcome back to the Prosperous Feminine Collective. I'm scooping you all in and I have an incredibly potent guest to share with you today. Her name is Suzanne Jabour, and she is a grieving mom who shares her story to help others learn about grief and to support each other in it. And she's a certified grief educator, transformational coach, and workshop leader who's passionate about building empathy through grief. Okay, I could talk about this for hours. I'm so into what you're doing. There's a lot of people that know my sudden loss story, but she's also determined to normalize grief, to name it, and sees this as a universal experience and an opportunity to deepen relationships and bridge divides. So welcome to the show, and I'm so excited to warmly scoop you into our little sisterhood here. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here and have this conversation today. Yeah, so we both share really great losses. My husband, and he was very sudden and was very unexpected. Tell us a little bit about yours. So I um, have lived that parent's worst nightmare. Uh, I was away for the weekend with my daughter and got that middle of the night phone call Mm -hmm. uh, from the police. Um, which I mean, I, I kind of chuckle at it now because it's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Anyway, it's my reality, my ridiculous reality, right? Where they phoned to say that my son had died and we, you know, I had to walk across the living room of the place that we were staying and wake my daughter up and tell her and call my kid's dad and tell him and somehow drive us home and like, and then figure out what on earth was next. And how on earth we were going to survive this and, and not just survive it. My goal, I mean, my early goal really was about survival, um, but it rapidly became about how, how can this be worth something? Yes. How can this be worth something? Like this absolutely horrifying, terrible thing has happened and I was not going to let it be for nothing. I was very determined about that very early on. It was not going to be for nothing. I love that. I wish I'd known you back when mine happened because I got the police phone call as well. And it was Mm -hmm. a different story. But that moment, I literally said, are you pimping me? Mm. Because, you know, happy, healthy husband, I'm in LA. He put me on an airplane. There's nothing wrong. And all of a sudden he's gone. Yeah. So this, one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on is because you are such a voice for something that so many people flee from talking about, from experiencing. And you and I've shared the conversation about knowing that grief is really a superpower for success. And that's why this is really relevant to talking about this on the Prosperous Feminine podcast. So I just want to hand it over to you to open that up a little bit for us. So what I would say about grief as a superpower is that it it opens up so much 
it shines a spotlight, like the harshest light you can imagine on your life, right? And it's like that moment when you flick the light on and the cockroaches all go running. Yeah. Like it's you're ugly. all of a sudden, like yeah. it's ugly, it's messy. It's all stuff you wish you never needed to see all the stories you've been tell, telling yourself about relationships, about yourself, about how the world works, about, you know, life's order for me, like all of that was just blown up. So the choice that you need to make is what next? Like what next? And I don't say that to dismiss the the need to grieve. I've been very vocal yeah. and very open about grieving out loud. I've been doing it for two and a half years now. I will probably do it for the rest of my life. Um, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the awkward, with the messy, with the vulnerable. It pushes all of that. You know, if you had little baby skills in those areas, man, you have to up level fast because otherwise you have to shut down. And you know, that for me wasn't an option. I knew very early that the only way that I was going to survive it was to be conscious and curious. And so that just became my mantra. Like in those early days, for sure, it's about like curious about how am I going to just survive this day, right? How do I keep breathing when I just want to sob all the time and I can't yeah. gasp any air, right? And then it becomes curious about, well, how do I take what's happened to me and be make it be of service? How does it help other people? How can I shatter all the myths and how can I help people open conversations and how can I just talk about how it even really works right yes. like because people don't talk about it it's the no. weirdest thing that I don't understand still you know it's the one thing that's going to happen to all of us yes and yet as you say like we flee we shy away we're like mm, nope nope if I if I don't get I don't know if I don't get close and touch it it won't happen to me I don't know what the story is we're telling ourselves I can't I can't get to that, but there's something there, man, that yeah. we just want to ignore it and, and run screaming for the hills. And when it happens to you, I think, especially with those sudden losses, yeah, you can't run for the hills. Like there were, there were no hills left. Like I was living in a post-apocalyptic nightmare, right? Yeah, There was nowhere to hide. So then you have to start making choices and you have to start, you know, just letting it all be okay. And for me, that was the conscious part. I knew yeah. I couldn't stuff any of it. I mean, I lived my life, you know, I had been for years getting to be a better and better recovering, you know, perfectionist and recovering performer of good daughter, good sister, good employee, all that stuff, like trying to unpack all of that. And so I knew if I didn't stay conscious to everything, I, I wasn't going to survive it. I couldn't stuff those things. I couldn't be, you know, good, yeah. whatever I was supposed to be. It wasn't possible. So that was a really interesting experience because when all of those things that you're used to using as your safety and your security and the way that you kind of carry yourself in the world to be acceptable and be okay, aren't possible, then you're like, you have to paddle real fast and figure out what's going to be okay. And I just had to get okay with it all being all right, like horrifying and terrible and devastating and gut-wrenching and all right. Yes. Yeah, so I, this is really powerful what you're naming. I hear you in the, 
post-apocalyptic world for me, it was like walking around in shards of glass and everything was cutting yeah. me. It was like actually so anxiety producing, but I want to unpack this in the context of the women who will be listening is you might have a personal tragic loss, mm-hmm. but I think we also really discount the things that happen to us as women in business too, right? Absolutely. We can have a collaboratory breakdown. Mm-hmm. We can have invested in something that didn't pan out that we're still in debt for. And we're in all this shame making around it that we can actually have a fail. We can launch a program and there's a fail. And I think we're talking about this big, sudden loss kind of grief, but there's also these subtler griefs that people really aren't willing to name or pay attention to. And like you're talking about staying conscious about, like we Mm -hmm. know to harvest and compost, but for women, there's a real deep emotional component. And I think there's also epic ecological grief going on that I'm thinking of starting a whole thing about with my wildlife stuff and everything because Mm of us needing to name that. And as women who are change makers, that ecological grief plays a role because in my leadership with women in profitable, thriving businesses is going to include earth stewardship. And so we have to pay attention to, you know, maybe you don't have a big loss, maybe you do. But as we're getting over 50, all of us have something that's impacted us. I believe that it most it strips us of so everything that you're only left with what you care about. And Mm -hmm. as we're in this sage age stage, we're done messing around because we're only care about doing what is meaningful to us. And that is something else that grief leaves you with of it can happen anytime. So stop effing around. Yeah. And I think what you're saying is so important, Julie, about those losses that aren't a person. Like I lost a child. So everybody understands that should be something that I grieve. You lost a husband. Everybody gets that. Right. But what we don't get is that every loss brings grief at some level. And this weird way that we stratify it and that we like value some over others really, I think, keeps perpetuating that idea that we're just supposed to like suck it up buttercup or whatever it is. Yes. Which just means that we're then we're carrying more and more like that backpack of stuff that we haven't dealt with gets to be overwhelming. And I think that's when we start to see breakdown, right? Whereas if we could look at each thing as we go, and I think this is such a potent time for that because coming out of COVID or however we're talking about it, whether we're still in it, however we're talking about it, in the last two and a half years or three years now, we've had, we've all had major losses, Right we saw social justice losses. Like if you think about that spring, the earth was literally on fire. Like the yes. wildfires happening everywhere. Like the ecological piece was ca- catastrophic. We lost business opportunities. We lost people. We lost, somehow everyone was going on vacation. I don't know if you find that in your world too. We were all going on vacation. We all lost those. We lost graduations and weddings and, and we're not talking about those. But those are all things that need to be grieved. And it was so fascinating. I was doing a workshop the other day and. I lead people through a grief inventory and we talk about, you know, like, let's write down the losses, your loss inventory from whenever you first, it's just such an easy starting point because we all had that moment that COVID hit our lives. 
And one woman said at the end when she'd done her whole inventory and she had sadly lost her father in that time. And she realized she had grieved him and was really pleased with how she had done that. But right when COVID hit, she was about to launch a new business offering. And she'd had to completely let it go because it was an in-person offering and she couldn't figure out how to pivot it fast enough. And it was better for her business-wise to just double down on what she was already doing online. And she had never thought about that as being a loss that she needed to acknowledge and let the feelings about be okay. So it's so interesting when we think about what we're allowing ourselves to have feelings about and what we feel like we're just supposed to go, well, didn't work next, like didn't work next in that whole kind of male push energy, which we know, you know, over time does not serve us well, if, if that's not well, it's not serving any of us well, but it especially doesn't serve women well. Um, because we have those emotional connections, we have those emotional needs, and we have, you know, disproportionately all that shame-based meaning-making, where if something doesn't work, it's about us. We have done something wrong, something, you know, it's about somewhere that we failed, which none of it, which is true, but it allows us to kind of go, oh, well, I did it wrong and I'll do it a different way, but I don't need to look at feeling sad about that and being disappointed and being upset and all those things that are like on that negative emotions list, which is a whole different podcast about that good, bad emotion. <laughs> don't even, I'm not going to yeah. segue to there because we could yeah. talk about that for four hours and well, we're not gonna, but I think what you're talking about too, is like, we, there's this thing of discounting what happens in our businesses and we have mm -hmm. slumpy days and we have sucky days and we have really hard days. And it's like, I know for myself, I'm like, oh yeah, first world problem, get over it, buttercup, all that stuff. But <laughs> yep. it gets included in the energetic loop of what we're creating, the energetic signature, when we're not as clean and clear and authentic as we could be, because if we're being inauthentic with the things we want to grieve. So mm -hmm. the, the key though that I learned is to not overindulge but mm -hmm. to notice what needs energy moving, you know, and I love your message of even in business, when things go awry and you feel really sad about something and it feels like a loss is naming it, staying curious and conscious. And I would add to that, let it inform even more what you care about and name that because yes. that gets built into your messaging that comes through. It's part of your big why. My huge why has everything to do with an epic sudden loss and who I am now as a result of that. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, we're not talking about wallowing. We're not talking about, oh, woe is me and any of that. We're not, that's not what we're recommending not or suggesting, but naming it and owning it and, and being empowered okay it. with it. Yeah. Like it's okay to be disappointed. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to go, well, crap I really hope that was gonna work I really thought that was my sweet spot and I'm getting you know I'm getting crickets or whatever is happening yes exactly and then you can use that to go okay but if that's really critical to me if that's really important to me then I need to go do some more research I need to go talk to some more people I need to figure out how to language it I need to figure out a different way to find a wedge in to talk about what I'm passionate about but if we can't even allow ourselves to feel anything about it then there's no way to build from it either. Then it yeah. just kind of gets shoved aside and then we're not growing. 
and really, you know, my, you know, absolute belief about why we're here on this planet is to just grow and learn and become better at loving each other and being a better human. And all of that is only possible if we're prepared to look at the parts that hurt. I couldn't agree more because I think as, as I look more and more and more at nature-based, nature-inspired business models, I'm having a whole epiphany about all of that, is a, is a need for our authenticity includes the ups and the downs, mm -hmm. the things that hurt, the things that need naming, the harvesting and the composting, staying curious and conscious. And there's the loss of a thing. Like say you had a breakdown in a partnership with somebody, right? And they ended up with more money than you and you did more work than them. And so there's, it's complex. There's layers. Mm -hmm. There's the loss of the person as a partner. There's the loss of the potential and the possibility that you were both standing in. There's the loss of there's this imbalance that creates a loss, but then there's also, I realized in my own grief journey that there came a time when I was done grieving my husband, but then what came in was the woman who lost her dream. And I had to grieve her too. Like I yeah. had to feel that. And there are modes out there and models out there about ideal grief processing that for me absolutely don't fit. And mm -hmm. there's no spiral in my world. It was a whirlpool. And so if you could just make one last quick comment about the whirlpool nature of when grief hits, whether it's a family member or it's something in your business, what do you do then? So for me, what I had to realize in the tsunami was that I was a cork. And so regardless of what came at me and how overwhelming it felt and how I didn't know what to do and I was feeling spun around and overwhelmed, there was always gonna be a moment that I would bob to the surface and I could get a gasp of air and I could get revitalized and centered and get ready for the next onslaught. Okay, so that was really well-named. When you're talking about how you navigated, navigated your grief related to the loss of your son, but this is really mm -hmm. useful in business. And as women holding a consciousness of prosperity, that we will always bounce back, that we will always yeah. get back up to the top and that there's always another opening. Yeah, there's always gonna be that moment. And then it's about what you do with it. Yeah. Thank you. This was amazing and incredible. And I think people can really work with this with grief as a superpower for success. Yeah, I love it. Thank you so much. What a great conversation. And that's a wrap for The Prosperous Feminine. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you, Suzanne. Thanks for listening to The Prosperous Feminine Podcast with Julie Steelman. Visit juliesteelman.com and subscribe to find out more.